for listening to the Life Church Weekly Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. And for any other messages or other resources, please visit us at lcboise.com. Well, if y'all are wondering, I don't have beautiful hair. As what we normally get to see. Pastor Mark and Miss Amy are uh, up in... Near Tacoma. It's called Puyallup. 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 It's Spokane. It's the uh, Tacoma area, and uh, and believe me, Pastor Mark saying Tacoma as well. And uh, you know what's amazing is that we are so blessed here to have Pastor Mark as our pastor and the anointing that he brings. Um, but you know, no no good thing can stay a secret, right? And and he is walking in his calling and his giftings and. Uh, He's been invited to preach over there at a church, and we are praying. I've been praying. Our prayer team in the morning uh, was praying that the anointing and grace will fall upon that church in that, in that area of Washington uh, and will abound. Revival will start within each person there, and the pastor will be blessed beyond all measure, and a great and mighty work will be there. And uh, so let's just make sure that we, we praise God for sending Pastor Mark over there, and uh, you get me, bald head, kind of a funky trying growing beard that my wife loves. Maybe not. Father, forgive me. Um, hey, man, I, I am super excited to be here. And if you're wondering why I say super excited to be here, I mean, I'm on staff, right? I'm here all the time. But I'm called here. I was called to here for just a time as this. Now, today with the message that God wants me to preach. I didn't think it was this message. I'm real transparent. I wanted to teach on anointing. And I was so excited to teach on anointing. I was like, oh my goodness, let's send out prayer cloths. Let's have them bring in pillowcases, dresses. What, I mean, whatever you needed anointing, let's bring it. Let's bring it up to the altar and let's talk about anointing. Because man, when you talk about anointing, all of a sudden Jesus gets excited. Maybe it's just me. No, man, Holy Ghost gets excited when you start talking about the anointing of, of Jesus and all the things that the anointing does. So I went into prayer about it. And he says, yeah, don't teach that. And I was like, I want to teach that. I was like a little kid throwing a fit. And so I was like, no, 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 I want to teach anointing, Father. No, I want you to teach the message. I don't want to teach that message. I don't want to teach that message. That means I'm going to have to be transparent. That means that, that people are going to know my weakness. They're going to know that, hey, um, just because I have a pastor in front of my name and just because people have pastors in front of their name doesn't mean they're perfect. I'm not perfect. I won't ever be perfect. That was something I ran for my calling a long time ago. It was like, no, I don't want people to expect I'm perfect, so I'm just not going to do it. I'm not going to fail you, God. Until I found out that I wasn't going to be able to run away from his calling and I was going to be held accountable to the calling that he called me in, not to the calling of a police officer, right? And so I am so excited to be here today to teach the message that I'm going to teach because, one, it changed my life. And I'm not kidding you by any stretch of the imagination when I said, when Jesus walked me through and the Holy Spirit taught me and guided me through this, this teaching, it changed who I was. And it made me realize that I could wear this, this sport coat instead of a bulletproof vest. Because I struggled with that at the immediacy. I was a police officer for about 10 and a half years, 10, 10 and a half years, and, uh, and loved it. Had a ball, was a canine, 
man, if you guys ever think anything could be fun, wait until you could be a canine and train a dog and they play tug of war um, with people that play hide and seek. It's a ball. <laughs> it is super fun. It is so much fun. And what's really cool about it is my dog always found them hiding. And so I got to see the training and the hours that I put in with this canine named Diesel pay off. Man, I could go a whole message about training Diesel and being led by the Holy Spirit is like being led by a dog with a nose. And you have to trust him. That will be for another time. And, uh, and so, you know, I had to walk away from, from law enforcement. And it took me about, well, I ran from it for 16 years. Um, but it, it took me about six to eight months saying, well, God, I don't, I don't know if I can do this. I know I'm called, but can I, can, I, can I enter into this calling after I'm done? I've got a, about 13 years left. Can I bust out 13 more years so I can collect my $8,000, $9,000 retirement check, um, be young? I've been like 52 years old, 53 years old. Stop doing the math, people. Um, <laughs> and and that's, what I was, that's what I was working for. I was working for boats and, and motorcycles and paying for my kids' colleges. Um, and I, and I, honestly, I had all those. I was never happy. Ask my wife. I was always buying something. And uh, finally got to the point where I said, okay, I'm done. I'm pulling the plug. I'm pulling the plug. I'm jumping ship. I'm jumping ship. Well, in doing that, I had a really good friend, man. He and I were friends. Uh, I think he got hired after I did, six months after maybe, somewhere in that ballpark. And uh, we became really close, really tight. Uh, became golfing buddies and uh, all that, knew each other really well. And as police officers, if, I don't know if y'all saw, I know some of you, some of the people, Ken, Ken looked over and saw me and Big Dave over here. I call him Big Dave, he's my other brother. And um, I've known Dave since I was, even before I went to the police academy. I got blessed to ride in a car with him. And, uh, <laughs> another time, yeah, yeah. Chief Bones, it's another time. And uh, police officers banter with each other. He was over here slapping my back. He's like, hey, man, you better bring it. You better bring it or I'm going to pick you up off that stage and carry you out of here. And if Dave stood up, you would see he could carry me out. And so we banter and we joke a lot with each other because in police work, you answer a lot of calls and you go to a lot of circumstances and situations with loved ones that are feuding with each other. You go to a lot of bad shooting scenes and bad things, right? And you have to learn to cope with the things that we see. I'm sorry, me no longer. The things that these unbelievable, courageous police officers of America see. They are amazing human beings. And so we learn to joke about things that we, we shouldn't joke about, that the regular, regular people would be appalled by. Um, but believe me, it's either that or cry in your car and not be able to stop. And so um, we learn to have thick skin. I learned to have thick skin. Um, and so I would go golfing with my buddy. And, and I was learning how to walk this new walk. I was learning how to be comfortable in my new calling that God has called me to. But I would hang out with my buddy and I'd feel like junk. I'd leave and I'd, I wouldn't feel joyful. I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel good at all, to be honest with you. And I, and I started sitting there going, God, why'd you do this to me? Why are you taking away my friend? 
I haven't had a friend this close and this dependable and this trustworthy in all of my life. He would die for me and I would die for him. Why are you doing this to me, God? Why are you taking away a guy that I love? Just because I have a calling? Well, I don't know if I want this calling then. Because if I have to be by myself the rest of my life, then I don't want to do it. Now, I'm just being real how I speak with my God. I am very transparent. He knows my heart anyway, so why lie with pretty words? So I got into this, and, and, and I couldn't figure it out, and I couldn't figure it out. And all of a sudden, man, our God loves us so much that if, if you turn to Matthew chapter 14, I don't even need to read it. Um, if you turn, yeah, I better. Thank you, Jesus. That's how my father just corrected me. How's he correct you? And I hope he keeps correcting me because that means I've been obedient and listening when I got corrected. I know in law enforcement, we deal with, we deal with kids that parents just gave up because the kids stopped listening and so the parents stopped talking. I don't ever want, I don't ever want God to stop talking to me. Must be obedient. So in, in verse 22, this is Jesus walking on water. Immediately, he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side. While he dismissed the crowds, he went up on the, on the mountain by himself to pray. Ooh, that is so important right there. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was long away from land, beaten by the waves from the wind. Wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night came, them, came to them Jesus walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, Is that a ghost? And they cried out, I think they were being prophetic right there. Holy Ghost coming. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Do you, do you think Jesus knew his calling? He knew his father's business, didn't he? He knew he was here for his father's business. He only spoke what the father spoke, he only did what the father did. Right? I was learning that. Have you guys ever been there? Am I the only one? Am I the only one that had stood in a locker room and talked about things I shouldn't have talked about? Or a water cooler area. I've never worked at a professional area like that. <laughs> we had Jackson's, we'd get soda. And, um, and yeah, donuts too. And uh, honestly, I love donuts. If y'all ever want to just stop by the church and bless us, we love donuts. And now I get a drive through like Krispy Kreme without having any conviction whatsoever. Oh, dude, come on, man. I had an FTO. I don't know why I'm sharing this, but I had an FTO. I, didn't, I know why. I had an FTO, an amazing friend, amazing friend, still a friend. And he said, hey, man, have you ever uh, gotten donuts? I said, yeah, I get donuts all the time, man. In uniform? Nope. Well, you ain't a cop until you go through a drive-thru. And he made me go through a Krispy Kreme drive-thru. And I was embarrassed. It was a horrible, horrible experience. <laughs> horrible. Yeah. Got to make fun of yourself. You got to have fun. And so, you know, as I was walking through this experience and going, man, I just feel horrible when I hang out with my homeboy. Because he's my boy. And I don't want to give him up. I don't want to give him up. 
And God, why is it that you're calling me into a, a life that, that is going to be amazing? I'm anointed to preach the good news, just as you are. God, I'll do whatever. I'll go to Africa. Oops, we went to Africa <laughs> twice, and we're going back in March with the Bible college students. God, I'll do anything. I'll go anywhere, like Australia in Jesus' name. Please, Australia, I'll plead the blood of the lamb on it. And Switzerland would be cool. I'll ski, you know. Got, skiers got to be saved too, right, Jason? Yeah, man, there's skiers and snowboarders that need Jesus. Thank God Cliff Graham's over in, in Sun Valley. And so I'm asking, you know, I'm asking Jesus this, and I'm confused. I'm frustrated. And he brings me to that scripture of, of, of Jesus and having Peter walk out on water. See, he knew, he knew Peter is who he was going to build the church on. Has Jesus been speaking to you about what he's going to build upon you? See, we all have ministry. There's not one single person in here that doesn't have ministry upon their life. Not a one. If you haven't heard Jesus telling you about a ministry upon your life, it's because you're not asking. It's because you're not spending the time with him. I'm not, uh, sorry, sorry to get in your business. But if you haven't heard the voice of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, who he sent to teach us and guide us, and to hear his still, quiet voice, that means you're not in your quiet place. Man, he is yearning to speak with you. He's yearning to draw you closer to the Father. He's yearning, yearning, yearning to teach each and every single one of us who we are in Christ. Because Christ is in me. I walk in power. I walk in boldness. I walk in unction. And so can you. I don't know if you do, because I don't know you. I only know a few of you. And the few that I know do. And the few that don't do it, I want to get to know you so that I can be a Jesus to you. <gasps> ah! Was there some religiousness in there? I know when I said it, my ears ran off with some religious bells of people going, <gasps> he just said he wants to be Jesus to me. <gasps> Are you kidding me? He is nothing but a man. That was kind of my partial African voice right there. <laughs> Pastor Joseph would be proud. So as, as we read this, it says, And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus said, come. He just said, come. Imagine that type of faith. Imagine that type of boldness. Walking on water. Now, I haven't seen it yet. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I don't try, because I like when we go to Jen's parents' house, I'm, I'm always in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm going to try this. They have a pool. <laughs> you, somebody in here is like, yeah, it's a bathtub filled with that much water. And uh, that would work, though. And uh, I'm, I'm trying it, and I'm going to continue to try it. I am. I don't care about getting wet. I don't like taking my shirt off, but I'll get wet. So what do you, th what do you think Peter was thinking? I mean, what would you be thinking if you're like, well, Jesus, then call me out to the water. And he said, come. Would you do it? Would you do it? Show of hands, who would do it? Okay, okay. Hmm. God bless you all. 
So let me ask you this. The same people that raise their hands, has God asked you to do something you haven't done it? Man, we're expecting to walk on water, and we haven't even walked on a side of walk talking about Jesus. We haven't even walked in a out of a side of a church walls where it's nice and comfortable. We haven't even gone to an office break room and been Jesus to somebody. And there was, and, and I don't mean to be harsh. Believe me, I am there with you. I'm the hand raised with you. I'm with you. But this is about moving you and moving me forward. So that we become more like Jesus. So that we become more of a church in this treasure valley that Pastor Mark comes back to and is able to take higher with his revelation. With more of his revelation that he's gotten from his quiet place. So that we can go outside of these church walls and these nice comfortable brown and greenish chairs. We need to get all the next... Same colors next time. <laughs> so, so we need to do that together. This isn't me telling you to do it and me sit back here and be like, "Woo, I don't have to do it anymore. No. If you want to come hang out with me sometime and go to lunch with me and, and my friends, you're probably going to be stretched. Because I look at it this way. I can't wait to go to lunch to break bread because we always talk about something fun. And if it's not something about Jesus... It is about the sport that he created, and that's golf. <laughs> and, so, and so waitresses and waiters are not off the territory of being spoken to by the Holy Ghost. So if you want to come to lunch sometime, or you want to see what it's like, Cynthia Sexton, stand up where you is. Where you is, there you is. This young lady right here, second year Bible college student, has a ministry called Fire in the Streets. If you want to experience what God can do with your life so that you can be a water walker, I challenge you this. I challenge you to go walk on a sidewalk with her. Can we do that first? Okay, and, and if you think this is all planned, ask anybody that was here in the first service, this did not happen. Okay, this is the Holy Spirit speaking to all of us, trying to get all of us stretched, all of us learning to walk in his calling that he has called you to. Okay, because as of right now, everyone sitting in here, you're all a bunch of Peters, the same as, as the Bible's talking about. We're called, just like Peter. He sunk in water. We have failed when asked. All of us, we have, it's okay. God's gracious. His grace covers us with his mercy. So as we read this, he calls out, and, and he starts to fall, and, and he cries out, Lord, save me. There are no kids in this service. Um, hey, Yaz, come here. Oh, wait, no, 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 I got somebody. Right back here, little man. Come here. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I swear, he just manifested right there. Hallelujah. What's your name? Ty. Ty. You're no longer Ty. From this point on right now, your name is, can you guess? Be prophetic. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you, Peter. <laughs> Peter. Yes. This is Peter. Let's, get, let's give Peter a hand. So Peter's down in the water, right? Peter's down there, and he's walking on water, and, 
And Jesus called him out. And Peter starts to fall off. This is the water. And Peter starts to fall down in the water. And this is the water level. And, and his head is still above the water level. And as Peter's head starts going below the water level, as Peter's head starts going below the water level of the stage, <laughs> as your head starts to go below the water of the stage, yeah, right. As it starts to go below the water level, yeah, 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 yeah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. As, it, as Peter starts to fall into the water, this is important because we've all agreed that we're, we've all been Peter. Jesus grabs Peter as Peter says, Peter says, Lord, save me, really loud. Lord, save me. No, really loud, like on the playground. Lord, save me. Yeah. So Jesus takes him and picks him up. And this is important. This is important. I need to do more curls. Um, or be Dave. And uh, Jesus picks Peter up to where Jesus is at. Because Jesus knows his calling. Jesus knows where this Peter is supposed to be walking. He ain't supposed to be down in the muck and mire. But notice this. Jesus didn't get down into the muck and mire. He didn't get down into the sin where Peter was at with unbelief. Yes, unbelief can be a sin. It can follow you into many, many things. Same with doubt. Be careful of our minds. Take captive every thought, the word says. So as that happens, Jesus doesn't go down. What would Jesus do down in here? Jesus didn't even know what this was. He didn't even know. He didn't even think about going down into, into, into that. And he had a lot of opportunities and a lot of tough times and trials that he could have. Right? Now, because I would have retired at 53, and that was like 12 years ago, I'm taking the stairs. So what Jesus did, Jesus pulls him up and says, no, I'm up here. Peter, come up with me, my man. Because, Peter, I've got an amazing call on your life. And the Father has shown me that the church of God is going to be built upon you. And that you're going to be a mighty man of God. <laughs> Amen. Now, what's amazing about this is Peter is the same dude that denied Jesus three times. He denied Jesus three times. To even a girl. Like a little girl. Not like a woman. Not like a warrior woman. A little tiny girl. That asked him, and he denied Jesus. But he knew, he called out the gold upon Peter and said, No, Peter, I know who you are, and I'm gonna get you used to walking on water. Let's go back to the boat. Let's go back to the boat. And they jump in the boat, and the storm ceases. And everyone in there says, it says in the word, everyone starts praising. Everyone starts praising God. Isn't it amazing that even the disciples in the, in the very presence of Jesus would stop what they were doing in an instant and start praising God? In an instant. In an instant. And the reason I'm just sharing with you so that you know, the reason I continue to hold his hand is because I was going to let go and the Holy Spirit said, don't let go. And so whatever he's doing, he's doing. And so... <laughs> And so I want you to know that because that's part of being obedient, guys. That's part of being obedient when you're at the water cooler at work or in the car and somebody cuts you off, men. 
Be obedient. Be Christ-like. Okay? So as, as, we continue, as we continue to do this, all of a sudden, man, I was sitting there reading this story going, well, God, how does this have to do with me and my buddy and, and me being able to hang out with my friend or not? See, you don't get answers unless you ask questions. So I asked the question, and the Holy Spirit showed me something that I had never seen before. I had never correlated before. All of a sudden, he brought me to Acts 3.6. If we turn to Acts 3.6, man, this is, this is when all of a sudden life got real, and I realized something. When we first get saved, we need Jesus. We need, we need fellow Christians to show us how to walk. So in, in, in Acts 3.6, it says this. And he fixed his attention because Peter and John were walking to the temple called Beautiful. They were headed there for noon prayer. It was Jewish tradition, right? In Jewish traditions, they would pray in the morning, noon, and, and evening. And so Peter and John were walking to the, to the temple gates for noon prayer. Now, this is the same Peter that <laughs> had no backbone, no boldness, no nothing, man. I mean, thank God Jesus saw something that no one else saw. But you know what? I've been that Peter before, saying, God, I don't know how you're going to do this with me. Are you kidding me? Can I, can I just continue being a police officer so that just in case I fail? told you I was going to be transparent. A fear of failure will own you. It will absolutely direct your decisions in what you do. And so I read this, and, and I read that as they were coming, a whole different new circumstances arose for Peter to, to walk on. And now at this point, Peter, now you're the lame man. You're going to be lame man, kneeling at the gate, sitting down. You can eat, yep, just like that, however you want. So now a lame man is sitting at the temple gates called Beautiful. And he was there because, well, he couldn't work for money. He was crippled. And this is the amazing part that the Holy Spirit showed me. We have an amazing teacher. As John and Peter were walking up there, I mean, John's the man. In my eyes, John's legit. But you don't see it being John that did this. You see it being Peter that does this. As Peter walks up, the lame man says to, to John and Peter, give me money. He's asking for alms. He's asking for, he's begging. He's begging to make his life work, right? And so he does that. Now, here's, the, here's, here's Paul. Or Peter, I'm sorry. Here's Peter. In the chapter before, my man got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Man, he got baptized in the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden he became bold. He became, he became a, a, a preacher of the gospel that preached with fire, that preached with might, and preached with the anointing. And all of a sudden... Thank you, Jesus. Man, when I said anointing, you wouldn't believe what just happened in this building. It literally just went up my body. I can't wait because the service is getting good. And so, and so, thank you, Lord. 
And so as, as he's going, <laughs> as he's going, already been baptized in the Holy Ghost now, he's got boldness, he's got fire in his bones, He's got it seeping out from his mouth and his hands. And he says this, silver and gold have I none. Now, he did have money. Do not buy into that you are a, you are a Christian and you are poor. That's a lie from the devil. It's a lie from the devil. He did not ask me to walk away from a, a, a very well-paying job to have less. And I stuck it in his face a lot too, just so you know. I said, Jesus, if I'm going to leave, I'm not going to go away with less. I'm not going to golf less. My kids aren't going away with less. My wife's not going with less. I'm telling you this. This is funny. She's gotten more new shoes since I left. <laughs> it's true. It, praise God. Holy Ghost loves high heels, I guess. And I have played more rounds of golf for free than ever in my life. God found a way to pay us. God never wants to take away, I don't know why I'm saying this, he does not want to take away for you to have less. That's a lie from the enemy. He's a liar. And if you're being told that, guess what? He's giving you, the devil's dumb. He's telling you that because the opposite of it is God's word and saying, no, I'm going to bless you abundantly. And that means overflowing. I'm not going to give you what you just need. I'm going to give you more than you need. So as he came, he said, oh, sure, I've got money. You can go grab a hamburger. I might even go buy one for you. But, man, I'm not giving you that because that's not what you need. Because he was in constant communion with the Holy Ghost. And as Peter's walking up, he's like, no, 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 no. I know what you need. I know what you need. I know what you need. Woo, I know what you need. Silver and gold have I none. Give me your hand. Stand up in the name of Jesus and be healed. And that lame man stood up, and bones started cracking. Muscles started coming into full life. Blood started flowing in places they'd never flown before from the atrophy of being lame his entire life. In fact, this is, the, this is where the story gets good and gives us all hope for who we are in Jesus. Because we're not called to be walking meekly. We're not called to just be standing somewhere and going, oh, well, maybe, maybe a pastor will do that. Oh, well, maybe a missionary will do that. Oh, I don't know if I can talk to my friend about that. I don't, here, I'm being real. I don't know if I can be who God called me to be in front of my buddy without him feeling bad. Lie from the enemy with that statement. It was not my buddy. And if he's here or if he sees this or he listens to it on a podcast while he's working, it was not his fault. I told him that in the golf, golf parking lot after we got done playing a round of golf. It was not his fault. It was my fault. It was my fault I bought into some stupid lie that said, oh, no, don't be who you are. You might make him uncomfortable and lose a friend. I almost sold the farm on that idea until this story here. See, Peter started walking where Jesus had him. Jesus pulled Peter up and started walking on water and said, I got much more for you, my son. I got much more blessings for you, my son. You're going to change a nation. Did you ever think he was going to change the nation of, of 2017 to some dude in Boise, Idaho? Thank you, Peter. I believe, the, the, I believe that they are sitting up in heaven right now, that the saints are sitting up in heaven right now like an auditorium, and they are literally watching this place. They are literally seeing, are we praising the king? 
Is preacher Bill preaching what I told him to preach? Is he being obedient? Is he walking in the giftings that the Holy Ghost has given to him for his callings? They're up there watching you every day. Jesus is interceding for you every day. Man, you're asking, the Bible says that where any, any two or more are gathered together in prayer, I will there give you the answer. You know what's funny? Jesus is my second. You don't need to call somebody. You don't need to jump on Facebook and say, prayer chain. Prayer chain. I have, you got Jesus. He's interceding for, he's my second. Can there be a better second? Don't call me. Carlton, don't, don't call me. I love you, my man, but don't call me. Don't call, I don't want to be your second. Let Jesus be your second. There can't be a better second than that. Somebody needed to hear that. And so as, as we move forward, I see, G, I, see, I see that Peter, he did something here. Now, you, you need to catch this. This is going to change your life. We are called to be imitators of who? Of Christ. I'm not called to be an imitator of, of Dave. Thank God I'm not called to be an imitator of my wife. Those are big shoes to fill. She's awesome. She dressed me this morning. And so, um, she did a good job. Peter caught on to that he was supposed to be an imitator of Christ. He did what he always heard Jesus speaking. Jesus always said, I do what the Father does, and I speak what the Father speaks. Do you? We say we want to move with the Holy Spirit. We say we want revival. And I do too. And I, I know that I know. I was going to say I believe, but I got corrected. I know that I know that the, that the Father wanted this message preached because he wants Pastor Mark to take this church higher. This right here is all about us going higher as a body of Christ. So when I read this, hold on. Tyler, how you doing up here? Good. Good? You want to get down, sit back down with, with I couldn't tell who you were sitting with. Or you want, dad. your dad right there? Hi, dad. You want to sit back down there or you want to stay up here? Mm. I leave it up to you. All right, my man, go ahead. <laughs> Good job, Tyler. And so what I, what I found out that the Holy Spirit was teaching me and guiding me through this amazing story that I never understood before was, see, Jesus did what he did with Peter. But what's amazing is this. Peter did to the lame man what Jesus did to him. And when I got that, all of a sudden there was freedom. There was freedom within me. It's like, oh my gosh, you're not asking me to give up a friend. You're asking me to walk in my calling. Give me the boldness to do that. Because it's not my buddy's fault. It was my fault. It was my stinking thinking. Man, when you walk in the calling of God, everything becomes amazing. I'm not kidding you. When I say blessed, I mean blessed. I can't tell you how blessed my life is. It's silly. It is absolutely laughable how blessed my life has been in the last year and a half since I left my job. And I can't even get into the great details of, of how much money I walked away from. We never went without. We never missed a bill. We went to Africa twice. 
I got brought onto this amazing staff under an amazing pastor and an amazing wife of his and family. This is an amazing place to call home. Amazing place with people that love each other. It's a community. Just like Joe was saying, a community for life groups. It's a community. It's where we lean upon one another. That's why life groups are so important. But I, 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 want, I want to ask this question. Am I the only one that's ever dealt with that issue of, of feeling as though I had to drop a friend? Because, oh no, I'm a, I'm a Christian now. And God's called me to do this. And God's called me to walk like this. So I, I can't be friends with you. You're, no, mm-mm. Am I the only one? I, I've done it. Show of hands. Are you still doing it? Show of hands. Because this is important. This isn't, this isn't planned. This, isn't, this is Holy Ghost stuff right here. God's going to set you free right now. Are you struggling with that in your area of your life right now? Now there's some truth. Keep your hands raised, please. I'm going to ask. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do this. And this is the amazing thing about Jesus Christ and that and the, there's so much power in the name. It's not just a name, guys. It's not a name. It is filled with power. Amen. It is filled with power that already defeated the enemy. So if your hand, go ahead, raise your hand. Hey, guys, everyone else, if you're a prayer warrior and you know prayer and you're, holy, you just, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, I want real quick... Get up out your seats and go to those people with their hands raised and go pray for them right now. Right now. Lives are going to be changed from this moment on. This is about setting people free. See, church is about being set free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We've got two in the back over here. We've got three in the back over here. I almost feel like what are those people, you know, Three, four, what, I don't even know I'm losing my mind right now. Father, right now, you go, Holy Spirit, you go to each and every single one of the individuals right now with their hands up in the cafe as well. <laughs> cafe, you're a part of this as well. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you touch these people in a mighty way. You set, the, you set them free. Fear no longer holds on to them in the name of Jesus. You give them peace, and you give them a vision of who they are in you, Father that they are strong and they are mighty, and that, God, when we walk in our calling that you've set before us is where we actually lift people up from where they're at, and that's where they gain their strength. That's where they gain their strength, and that's where we start seeing a change in our community and a change in our neighborhood and a change in our church and a change in our businesses. Holy Spirit, <laughs> fill them up in a mighty way right now. Hallelujah. There it is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I challenge. I, ch I don't want this to be, uh, I, I would cry. I would, I, would, I would cry if I found out that this, this message was just something you guys walked away with and they're like, oh, that was a pretty, pretty service. Or you walked away and said, man, that wasn't that good. There's a reason 
God wanted this preached today. I know that I know because, man, did I want to teach on the anointing today. But I'm telling you, there's anointing all over this teaching. And so I'm going to challenge you because this is about moving us. This is about, a, this is about progression of where you're at and where God wants you to be so that you can start walking in where he's called you to be because only in that walking will lives be changed. And you're held accountable for that walking. So I challenge you with this as we move forward, as we continue to walk. Walk that out in your life. Be conscious of it. Find your, find your quiet place and walk that out. Don't let this just be a service that goes, oh, all right. Yep, it was a story about Peter and Jesus walking on water. Okay, now we know Pastor Bill had, had an issue with that. Notice what I said. I said had. I don't have that issue anymore. Hey, man, if somebody doesn't like the calling that I walk in and the anointing that I walk in, I don't care. I'm walking. I'm going. That's where we all should be. Pastor Mark's walking in the calling and gifting that he's in, and that's why he's in Washington right now. Blessing other people the way it should be. And you're being blessed by this message because I know I was sent here for such a time as this. I know that I know. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Hey, does, does anybody have a, a, a right hip problem? Right here? Have him come up here. Oh, two? Come here, both real fast. So again, I'm being transparent. Um, this is God showing these two people how much he loves them. God works signs and miracles because you know what we did? We, we preached the gospel today. The Bible says that anytime we preach his word, signs and miracles will follow. If, I'm not, if, I, if I ignored that, that the Holy Spirit was telling me, I would walk out of here failing God today. And I am not going to fail God today. Okay? So we're going to do this real fast. And God is going to bless these people. God is going to heal them because it's who he is. It's who he is. He can't help it. He can't help it. When you start talking about Jesus and you start talking about the anointing, it just shows up. <laughs> hallelujah. Hall you might want. Hey, hallelujah. Hey, I'm going to come across there. And again, I'm just being obedient. But I'm going I'm to come right across there. And every single one of your hips are going to be healed just like that. Do you understand that? Jesus the healer is coming right now. He's coming right now. He's already moving ahead of me. The Holy Spirit is already moving ahead of me. Holy Spirit, heal their hips right now. Heal the hips right now. Now, heal the hips right now. Holy Ghost, heal them right now. <laughs> Test it out. Test it out. Test it out. Hallelujah. 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 More right there. Heal them. Command that pain to be gone in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. What could you not do that you could do now? What was something? Could you jump off that stair? It just popped. Go jump off that stair. Yeah. Do, here, here's, the, here's the amazing teaching right now, my man. Do you believe? Because I dare you to believe right now. Go jump off that, and it's healed just like that. The stair. Yep. Could you, could you have done that before? Because I saw you hobbling up here. Probably not. Go bust it out. You're healed. You're healed. Go do it. Dare to believe. Right now. There'll be no pain. 
yeah, jump up. There'll be no pain. No, no name. No, no pain. Now come here, stand up here. Do you have a right knee problem too? Uh-huh. Ha. Marine Corps, hallelujah. Thank you for serving our country. Thank you. Man, you know what then? You get the whole thing about shedding blood by their brothers, don't you? When you, short, when you start shedding sweat and blood among each other, you'll die for one another. It creates a bond so tight that's amazing. Ha, Jesus sweated blood when he started praying for you. His blood shed upon that cross when he died for you. You. This is no issue. Watch this, man. Actually, he, this is what he's showing me. Just raise your hands and start praising him. Just, just start praising him. Thank you, Jesus. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Be healed in Jesus' name. Now jump. Be healed. Hallelujah. 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 He said, <laughs> be healed. No, you walk normal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, this is a life lesson. He, 12 years has been in pain. Our bodies create habits. Our bodies create a way we walk. You watch people that get out of prison, they create a walk. They got a strut. They do, okay? You can spot it from a mile away just like they can spot a cop from a mile away checking a gun under a suit, always doing the chicken wing. It's, it's habit. After 12 years, after 12 years, that body creates a habit. Break the habit, forge the new path. Pastor Mark always says it's gonna take, it's gonna take conscious effort forging that new path through the brush. Just like a, a rug hike. God bless you guys. God bless you guys. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father, for that healing. Thank you, Father, for showing up. Thank you, Father, for showing up. Now, this is, this is, man, I'm just so excited. God is amazing. I'm in wow of him. That is a prayer I always say. Let me be wowed by you, Father, every day of my life. Whether I be washing the dishes, Taylor, stop. I wash the dishes a lot. Um, whether I'm washing the dishes, I just want to be wowed by him. I just want to be wowed. I want to be wowed that he took a gigantic man from the Marine Corps of 12 years, sorry, he's bigger than me, um, and healed him like that, like that. Without anybody moving around. We hope you enjoyed this message. Find our other messages on iTunes or visit our website at lcboise.com and follow us on social media, Life Church Boise. Thank you and have a blessed day.